Welcome back, one and all, to the Our Outdoors portion of your weekend. I am your host, Nick Simonson, outdoors writer with my materials online at NewsDakota.com and DakotaEdge.com. Great to be with you here as we get into the middle of the month of May. Boy, a lot of stuff going on. Waters are starting to recede. Things are settling down, hopefully, a little bit. And some great fishing opportunities are kicking up. That walleye spawn is going on in various places, and it's finishing up in others. So there are some opportunities to get out there for your favorite fish along with other great opportunities for smallmouth bass and for crappies a lot of these lakes around the state as we've talked about previously have been stocked with trout so a lot of fun places to take kids a lot of great adventures to be had here in the spring we're getting into that clutch moment and where spring fishing memories are made getting towards that memorial day weekend and the unofficial start to summer so keep all of these target species in mind as you get out there and as you're going out there getting those boats on the water make sure that you are cognizant of aquatic nuisance species. We've got ANS Awareness Week coming up next week, the 15th through the 22nd. Be aware of where your boat is and where it's going. If you're in an area where zebra mussels or curly leaf pondweed or other concerning species are, make sure that you clean drain and dry your boat before you head out for Memorial Day weekend. You do not want to be transferring those aquatic nuisance species that we have in the region to other lakes and streams throughout the upper Midwest or even the country. And we want to make sure that people are aware when they're coming into the state that they know clean, drain, and dry is the best way to go, that they utilize those cleaning stations to keep those aquatic nuisance species out of our North Dakota waters. Keep that at the front of your mind as you get going. One of those great destinations in spring is the Red River. And while the waters are high right now they are falling down, they are dropping, and we're going to catch up with Brad Durick of RedRiverCatfish.com to get the latest on where the water's at and what to expect from this year's catfish. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Spring has sprung. There is water in all of our rivers, and one that folks are keeping an eye on is the Red River. And our guy for Dakota Edge Outdoors and NewsDakota.com, keeping us abreast of all the great catfishing on the water, is Captain Brad Durick of Brad Durick Outdoors, LLC. You can find him online at RedRiverCatfish.com, and of course, every week in the summer, giving us the catfish lowdown. Brad, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's awesome to have you on. I know things are a bit high and muddy up your way, but it's certainly a change from last year. Give us a quick recap of where catfish were on the Red River. We had a hot start, really good fishing, and then it was too hot. We had drought and a lot of concerns there. Well, last year was uh, one that I never want to repeat again. It started with a bang early. Fortunately, there was some rain up in the northern valley that's brought a lot of cats to a certain area. And I mean, the positive was I broke every fish number record, every weight record I've ever ever had in my life. But then, you know, like you mentioned, as the season went on, things started getting dangerous and we just kept whittling back to the point where we were stuck above a dam in stagnant water. And by the end of the season, the fish weren't looking good. They weren't biting good. And we ultimately called it a season about six weeks early. Yeah, that certainly was the case. I know we lamented the lack of flow and wherever you could find flowing water was your best bet. Doesn't seem to be a problem this year. What does the flood mean for spring? Does that help, hurt? What are your short and long-term concerns and hopes going forward? Well, short-term is it's starting to get expensive because I was scheduled to start here in the next two or three days. Right now, I'm hoping maybe by the grace of God to be started on the 27th. I think that's even a long shot at this point. That's where we are in the short term. The long term, this is really, really good for fishing. (laughs) If there's a positive, I just checked the temperatures this morning. 
they're into the mid 50s already, which means that the fish are starting to make their annual spring upcurrent migration. Kind of looking how stabilization typically works, I would say there might be some shore fishing opportunities in the next four or five days that could be really, really good. Although we're just under major flood stage, so you got to be really careful if you're going to do that. Absolutely. So there, are there some areas fishable when we hit that 40-foot mark and, and things kind of slow down uh, speed-wise and water-wise on the red? Well, I'll tell you where I'm going to look is I'm going to go to tributaries and not like at the mouth. I'm going to go up the tributary where the current actually starts to run the right direction. Because right now, the red is so high, it's pushing backwards up the tributaries. And I found over the years that the fish will kind of congregate where the wrong current pushing back meets the current running the right direction. Sometimes that's six, seven, eight miles up in the tributaries, but they're feeling the flow. So sometimes they'll turn and they'll make that run. You know, any ditch at this point, if you can find flow moving the right direction, you probably can find fish. That's exciting to know, and obviously great insight when we're finding where those fish find those path of least resistance. Talking with Brad Durick from RedRiverCatfish.com. Brad, at what point does that spring catfish bite fire up? You mentioned certain temperatures and water conditions. What should people focus on? Well, I'm always waiting for that middle 50s, which is right where we're starting to, to get. So my guess to start the season was spot on as far as temperature goes, but couldn't have anticipated the amount of water that we were going to have. I watch water temp first and foremost. Once you get stable water with that matched water temp, they'll move up, and then it's just a matter of finding what current seam they're going to follow because they are making an upstream migration. So... So it's great to know that those catfish are on the move and that time is coming quickly upon folks. And catfishing seems simple, uh, romanticized by uh, Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn, and obviously you make it look so easy to catch those big fish. Is it really that simple? What do folks need to get started? It can be as simple as you want it to be. It's like everything else. It is what you expect. For the most part, a piece of cut sucker, cut gold eye that you can catch, whatever, put it on a hook, make sure you have enough weight to get it to the bottom. And if you're there long enough, a fish is going to come along and bite. There's lots of them. They're usually hungry this time of the year in particular. So they're not that hard to catch. But once you start digging in, then you start, you know, well, I don't want to catch little fish. I want to catch big fish. And then you start fine tuning. And, you know, with gear, gear is interesting. Your limit is basically your checkbook. So I would say, you know, a nice, ugly stick. You can get them pretty much everywhere. I know Shields in town here has a whole bunch of them. You know, a nice baitcaster reel, if that's your thing, or a, like a size 40 or 50 spinning spinning reel to go with that. Most people say 17 to 20 pound line. I highly recommend 30. That sounds like a great way for folks to get in on some awesome fishing. We're talking with Brad Durick of Brad Durick Outdoors, LLC, online at redrivercatfish.com. Uh, Brad, there's kind of a match the hatch when it comes to uh, catfish. We think about that normally with trout anglers and that kind of stuff. Talk about the frog bite as frogs make their appearance along the waterway. I know that the suckers run in the spring, so I concentrate on the suckers early because I know they're the plentiful bait. As you get into late May, early June this year, it'll be mid-June, the gold eyes make their run so they can switch over to that. And then I go back when the new frogs of the year are migrating back to the river in late July and August. And that's where the match the hatch really comes into play with frogs because if you've got a wet year like we're setting up for, you have a massive migration of frogs moving out of the sloughs and the grass back to a major waterway. And I've seen it to the point where you can get up on a shallow cut bank early, early in the morning because they they move at night when their grass is dewy. 
and you'll see them tumbling down the hill, and the cats will be basically sitting there with their mouths open. Very cool. It's awesome to see how those different fish and other food sources progress throughout the season. Brad, when we're talking about uh, setting up on the Red River, there's a lot of different weights and a lot of ways to get your offerings down there. What is your go-to rig or rigs throughout the season for fishing catfish on the Red River? I get criticized for being almost too simple. I don't uh, get too much into floats and lures and any of that stuff that seems to be all the rage these days. I generally use a 10 to 12 inch, 30 pound mono snell. A seven knot hook is kind of my go-to size. Most folks don't need to go that big. There's certain situations where you might want to go up, but for the most part, a six or seven knot hook. I like no roll sinkers that go on the line and a 30 pound main line. So I just am adjusting my weight to stick it to the bottom one beautiful thing about catfish is they're not afraid of sinker so you can if you're in a heavy current you can shorten your snell the sinker's not gonna scare them you can even go up i like i run a six line spread when i guide so i tend to use much heavier weight than most folks just to keep everything stuck where i want it to be stuck and it doesn't appear to make much difference as far as the fish being scared of the weight or feeling the pressure of the weight. They'd be more scared of a tight rod on a circle hook than they would five ounces of lead in a running water. Yeah, that makes total sense. And speaking of stuck to the bottom, in that low water of last season, as we're wrapping up here with Brad Durick of Brad Durick Outdoors LLC, Brad, you saw on your side scan and on your sonar a number of sunken cars in the Red River. And you posted a number of those online in your reports. Did anything ever come of those encounters and those discoveries as you progressed through the season? The one car that got the most play, the Internet was calling it a Cadillac from the second I posted it. And even the search and rescue folks, we were taking bets whether it was a Chevy Corsica or some sort of Cadillac. Nobody would really agree, but it was down to those two. Um, But the Grand Forks County Water Rescue did do a scheduled training night and pulled that one up. It was indeed a Cadillac. It was part of an insurance fraud scheme of about 15 years ago. It was a neat experience. Uh, really taught me a lot about how to shoot side scan on cars and other objects to get a better, cleaner picture. But it was pretty neat in the end just because I got invited to actually watch the car be pulled up. So I've been part of that whole process now. And there's still six more that I found last year on the bottom. I don't think anybody's going to go after them. They, you can tell that they've been there many, many years and they're pretty rotten. No, absolutely exciting. Brad Durick got busting fraudsters and some huge catfish as well. Check it out at redrivercatfish.com. Brad, we thank you for all the great reports last year and the ones that are to come this year. And most importantly, thanks for being on the show today. Hey, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. So some great information there from Brad. A lot of awesome catfishing to be had throughout North Dakota. I hope you'll find a place to go, and I hope you'll take a kid with you. And if you do, I'll see you in our outdoors.